I do enjoy a view. I've always felt an affinity with you, Newt. You do not seek power or popularity. You simply ask, is a thing right? You do it in a matter of the cost. It has to be you. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, in Cinemas Friday. Welcome to Ross and Phil Talk Movies, or in this case, it's Phil Talks Movies, and Phil's talking about Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yes, that's right. Newt Scamander returns for another adventure, this time set in New York. Um, and this is the sequel to the pretty popular and averagely successful, well, very successful, but averagely reviewed uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So... Is this a good Harry Potter movie? Uh, no, it's not. Um, it's a good movie. Um, yeah, it's okay. Look, <coughs> the biggest problem with Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, and probably the same problem I have with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, is ultimately the films are pretty okay. There's nothing wrong with being okay as a movie, um, but you kind of want more from this franchise, because after all, it did enthrall and entertain us for many, many years. The biggest problem with Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald is... It just kind of feels like a franchise that's there to make money. It feels like something that's kind of been unnaturally spun out of um, something that was very successful. Um, so it feels a bit artificial. It feels less organic than the Harry Potter films did. But that's not to say it's not a bad film. So what's the story? No, no, really, what what's the story? Because if you've seen it, I genuinely don't have a clue. Um, Newt ends up in Paris. Grindelwald's there. The guy from the first film comes back, lots happens, but kind of by the end of it, none of it really makes much sense. And you're kind of left scratching your head going, mm -hmm. okay, what the hell was that about? And that's a bit of a worry, because after an hour, uh, two, and, two hours and ten minutes, I think the film is, you should kind of get an idea of what the story is and what the film is about. Now, this is a special one for me because this is the first kind of Wizarding World movie that I've managed to take my daughter to. She was a little bit too young for Fantastic Beasts and she was only just born when some of the Harry Potter films were coming out. Needless to say, she really, really enjoyed it. Um, so I think actually, to be fair, that's kind of a win for the film because, you know, that, that target age group, albeit it's a 12A, um, and my daughter is uh, eight going on nine, but that kind of target age group of 8 to 15 is where a lot of people are going to be watching this film. And actually for that, I think it will enthrall. One thing to note, though, it kind of lacks some fantastic beasts. Yes, there's a, a, a nice cat, dog, lion creature thing. Um, and yes, there are baby nifflers. The rumours are true. Um, but ultimately, there's not that many fantastic beasts in here. And that, again, is kind of the problem here. So if you imagine a Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grindelwald as a film that, 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 that's trying to uh, extend the life cycle of a franchise beyond where it should be. Um, it's trying to kind of introduce new subplots and new stories and new ideas. And it kind of does it okay, but it very much feels like a setup film for the rest of the franchise. 
And again, you know, I don't want to see a film that sets up 10 other films. I want to see a movie that's complete, that has a beginning, a middle and an end and a story that makes sense. And that for me is something that this film really lacked. It didn't really make much sense. Um, I also have issues with the cast. No, and for once, it's not about Johnny Depp. Personally, I don't give a shit about Johnny Depp. Um, you know, he's done some great films and he's done some fucking terrible films. In this, he's fine. He plays the role well, and leaving out all the politics that have led to a lot of the bad reviews, or influencing a lot of the bad reviews, his presence is, is, is okay here. Eddie Redmayne, though, I just, I find him quite boring. Um, and I don't know if it's the character of Newt Scamander that's boring, or if he's just Eddie Redmayne himself. Conversely, this is probably one of the first films I've ever actually liked Jude Law in. Jude Law here playing Albus Dumbledore. And he does a very, very good job. And in fact, the highlight of this film for me were definitely the callbacks to the early Harry Potter films. So, Dumbledore, McGonagall, Hogwarts, and all those things are all referenced in here. There are uh, familiar ones, familiar names, familiar events, and familiar people. And all that stuff kind of makes it feel a bit more like it's part of the wider Harry Potter world. And that stuff is kind of cool. But that is kind of the best bits of the film. And when it kind of strays outside that, when it gets a little bit lost or when it falls into that kind of the darker areas of the Harry Potter films where maybe the films weren't as successful um, or, or a bit more rambly. And yes, I am talking about uh, Harry on camping, um, as someone once, uh, once referred to uh, the uh, Deathly Hallows part one. It's those kind of moments where you just kind of sit there and just go, huh. Um, another issue I have is Ezra Miller. Um, he just seems a bit, I don't know. Yes, again, it's another cold character. Um, and same with Catherine Waterston and, and a lot of the others. There's kind of, you lack a character that kind of has that heart. Um, there were some twists and turns in here also that I don't think worked. And by the end of the film, you're, you're kind of left just scratching your head, just going, ah. <sighs> now, all this said, I didn't hate it. I actually quite enjoyed it. I wasn't bored. Um, I wasn't wishing for it to end. And I certainly you know, didn't think it was a terrible movie. But this amount of Harry Potter films in, so this is what, number you know, 10? This is the 10th Harry Potter film, or Wizarding World film. You just kind of expect it to, to be better. And I think part of the problem here is in the director, David Yates. David Yates is a good if unspectacular director. Um, and yes, okay, you know, he some of he he did some of the okay Harry Potter films. So, you know, the um you know, Order of the Phoenix was a good one, but kind of then you know, Deathly Hallows was okay. Um, but other than that, he's not done a great amount of excellent stuff. Um, and he's a bit of a kind of a journeyman director. And again, that's kind of the issue here. He he brings to that same kind of boring grey palette that, that that kind of he, he did to the adventures of Tarzan um, as well. And it just kind of, it takes the life out of the film a bit. I mean, and more of the blame goes to J.K. Rowling, who here has failed to craft a cohesive story. So that kind of, the film lacks a cohesive story, it lacks impressive visuals. But what it does have um, is it does have enough kind of credit from the, the, the wider Harry Potter world to keep you entertained and engaged. So... Not terrible by any stretch, but also not brilliant. I'm hoping that the next Fantastic Beast film will finally nail this franchise. It took a couple to really nail um, 
the Harry Potter franchise. So let's hope the next one really, really nails it. Um, so uh, I've been Phil Hobden. Uh, myself and Ross Boyask will return uh, probably next week. Um, and no doubt we will address the very sad passing of Stan Lee. However, until then, if you want more, check out Ross on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and check out myself at www.philhobden.co.uk. This has been the Crimes of Grindelwald Insta Take, and I will be back soon. Thank you. Bye.